everyone, welcome to another episode of Eglap. Of course, it's me, your host, Paolo. And today's episode is another special episode because as we know, the elections here in the Philippines is coming up. And here in Eglap, we try to give as many candidates as possible, you know, the time wherein they can really speak about their platforms, their beliefs with certain issues that I know a lot of us, you know, want to get answers for, right? Because, you know, a lot of us will be voting and we need to know where they stand in certain issues. But before I introduce our guest, I keep forgetting to thank our sponsors. So I'd like to thank Swagat Indian Cuisine, uh, Maskin More Manila, and uh, Derm Nature. So for today's episode, we have a very special guest. So again, like what I mentioned, he is running for office, but he is running under the House of Representatives for the party list system. So for those who aren't too familiar with the party list system, I'll try to give like a macro explanation and maybe our guests could you know, add more to it. But basically, the party list system allows like a group of people who represents a certain sector to get a, to get up to three seats in the House of Representatives so that they could pass bills or laws that would help the sector that they want to help. So I don't know if our guest is happy with my explanation. Uh, hopefully, he can add more to that. But anyway, he is a professor at the Department of Filipino of De La Salle University, Manila. Uh, he's the lead convene convener of Tango Wika, a language advocacy group, and currently the third nominee of ACT Teachers Partlist for the 2022 elections. Welcome to IGLAP, um, Dr. David Sanwan. Mr. Sanwan, welcome to IGLAP. Yeah, uh, good evening to all your audience. And good evening, Paolo. I hope that right. we will have a fruitful discussion, yes. I hope so too, Sir Sanwan. So before we get to the nitty-gritty about you know your platforms your beliefs your stance uh why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself okay first question is was my explanation of the party list decent like was it an okay explanation yes no so uh, well i can add uh, something no sure. so the party list system was created supposedly to give voice to the marginalized sectors in the philippines no workers uh, farmers urban poor etc so the typical marginalized sectors but eventually uh, more and more sectors were included you know? and of course uh, some people would would now say that the system has been abused by uh, political dynasties even big business related groups etc but nevertheless no marami pa rin naman yung kagaya ng aming grupo act teachers and other party lists under makabayan block uh, we remain true to the essence of the party list system. We represent the marginalized sectors. And many of us are actually are really part of the marginalized sectors. You know? yun. So, yun yung party list system. No? Uh, kasi uh, the ordinary folks, you know, the farmers, the urban poor, etc., are not really well represented in the district. Uh, representatives no yung sa house of representatives natin yung mga district congressmen and congresswomen mostly they come from the established political parties and uh, the big political dynasties kaya walang pag-asang manalo yung manggagawa o magsasaka natatakbo sa mga ganyang uh, positions and that is why after EDSA 1 yun nagkaroon tayo ng partly system to help tilt the balance of power towards the marginalized. Of course, it's another story kung nangyari ba yun talaga. But 
yeah, obvious na yung sagot ngayon na nakikita natin. Uh, there are abuses in the system. Yeah. All right. So, you know, you, get, you have a great, I mean, people know that you're an academic, you are a professor in one of the top universities. But aside from that, who else is uh, Dr. San Juan? Aside from all of those accomplishments that you've done and currently what you're doing? Uh, of course, um, few of uh, my students know this, but I, I'm an activist since my uh, college days. No, nagsimula ako as a student regent of Bulacan State University, so I have maintained my uh, close relationships with social movements since my college days. No, bukod sa pagiging teacher sa Dalasal University, I'm still I'm still engaged and involved in many professional organizations like the Pambansang Samahan sa Linguistika at Literatura ng Filipino. Um, I, where I, I also serve as the president currently. No? So aside from that, I recently established the Professionals for a Progressive Economy. So it's a small group of professionals who fight for sweeping socioeconomic reforms in the Philippines. No? Uh, but mostly, no, I'm part of the progressive organizations in the Philippines, specifically at private schools, no, where I serve as uh, the public information officer. No? And, and that is one of the reasons why uh, in the current cycle, I'm serving as the third nominee of ACT Teachers uh, Party List. No? So yan yung mga pinagkakabalahan kong advocacies, no? mostly academic-related no, and of course, uh, ganyan naman talaga tayong mga nagtuturo sa college. No? We we conduct researches, etc. So I make it a point that uh, a good number of my researches focus on my advocacies. So yun ang masasabi kong credentials ko siguro for uh, being a nominee of a progressive party-less organization other than being a leader of a private school organization or a private uh, teachers organization yun nga i'm engaged in uh, socially conscious research or researches that uh, tackle socioeconomic reforms in the philippines no? so i have written papers on uh, healthcare reform no? and uh, papers on rice tarification papers on labor export policy etc so yun yung mga pinagkakaabalahan ko related sa pagiging nominee even before i became part of act teachers partners all right well that's very impressive um mr sanwan so for our audience for today we have four categories of questions uh for mr sanwan so the first one is education issues in the philippines the second one will be societal issues in the philippines mm -hmm. the third one would be health issues and the last one will be about uh, Mr. San Juan and about ACT Teachers Party List. So, Mr. San Juan, let's go ahead first with the first question on education issues in the Philippines. But before we do that, for our audience, uh, for our people who are viewing, if you do have questions for Mr. San Juan, uh, just comment them down below and we'll try to get to your questions or comments. Okay, so Mr. San Juan, my first question to you is, what do you think is the main reason why public education in the Philippines is lacking behind compared to its ASEAN neighbors? And also, how can we improve this? Our basic problem is uh, public expenditure on education. No? 
And this has been identified not only by teachers' organizations, but also some of the current frontliners in the presidential elections, no? like uh, Vice President Lenny Robredo. No? Diba? She's batting for uh, increasing the budget for education to at least 6% of the gross domestic product. And actually, it's also part of our advocacies. No? Since time immemorial, iyan na yung isa sa panawagan ng Alliance of Concerned Teachers, Act Teachers Party List, other progressive organizations. No? And it's because this is actually the so-called international standard set by UNESCO. No? Maraming bansa yung at least 6% of the GDP ang allotted for education. No? Sa atin, in recent years, uh, I think it's it has been less than 3%. For the past decades no? and that is our basic problem no? we lack ample funding for our public education system and it follows if we lack funding we lack a lot of uh, other resources no kulang ng instructional materials including textbooks before the pandemic and now no yung uh, online materials uh, digital uh, materials and uh, gadgets, educational gadgets, kulang lahat yan. Yung sweldo ng teachers, kulang din. No? Among the lowest paid professionals in the Philippines, public school teachers. No? So, we're batting for at least uh, a significant hike or increase in the salaries of public school teachers. Kasi yun rin naman yun nasa constitution. No? Sabi sa constitution natin, um, the education sector should be given priority in the national budget and it also follows that as much as possible, government should do its best to attract the best and brightest towards the teaching profession. Of course, hindi diretsyong sinabi na dapat mata, mataas na mataas yung sweldo pero in essence, in yung gusto sabihin ng constitution natin, di ba? How can you attract the best and brightest in this profession if the salary is not that good enough. No? Kaya dapat itaas yung sweldo. So basic problem natin ang funding. No? Kasi yun nga, ulang rin ng facilities. No? Ngayon, medyo hindi lang natin napansin kasi nga pandemic na. Pero before the pandemic, iba problema natin yung classrooms no? and yung big teacher-student ratios no? sa maraming public schools, lalo na sa urban areas. No? Ngayon, medyo nawala yung problemang yan kasi online ang klase. So, ang naging malaking problema, problema pa rin sa educational resources like yung gadgets na nabanggit na nga natin. Kaya, it will be a very big help no? kung matataasan ang budget for public education. But, we emphasize that it's just one of the many problems. Kasi, yun nga, sobrang nagal ng kulang ng budget. So, Walang sweldo, ang, na maayos ang teachers, kulang ang facilities, kulang lahat-lahat. So nagkaroon na ng cumulative impact yon on the quality of education in the Philippines, di ba? So bumabagsak na tayo sa mga uh, uh, rankings, no sa, sa mga international standardized tests. Well, dyan naman, ang nakikita kong basic problem, it's the medium of instruction that we use, especially for math and science. Despite the fact that English is the language of 
less than 1% of Philippine households, according to government data yan, no? less than 1% of, uh, of Philippine households lang ang nagsasalita ng English sa Pilipinas. Pero math and science, from grade 4 up, are mostly taught in English, di ba? So kaya yung mga estudyante natin, mangungulela talaga sa science and math. Kasi tinuturo yun sa lengguahe na hindi nila alam. Of course, to be fair, meron na tayo ngayong uh, mother tongue-based multilingual education na ang layunin ay gagamitin na ang mother tongue ng estudyante from kinder up to grade 3 no, sa lahat ng subject as much as possible. Yun nga lang, nagkakaproblema rin sa implementation because of lack of ample uh, uh, sufficient funding, no? Siyempre, kailangan rin ng resources dyan, eh. Teacher training, etc. So, yun yung isa pang basic problem, teacher training. But to make a long story short, uh, I think all of these problems can be easily resolved if we will uh, give enough budget for the education sector. Kasi doon nag naggagali ang problema, eh. Kulang ang quality ng researches ng ating higher education institutions. Yun yung isa pang problema. Well, madaling magpataas ang quality ng uh, higher education research if we will have more grants funding for researches. Eh kaso yung ating research and development budget, R&D, kulelat din sa Southeast Asia. I think that only in Southeast Asia, even in the Asia-Pacific region. no So, kaya kulelat tayo sa education. Again, yeah. at least hmm. pwede naman i-resolve. Kaya lang yun nga. Big issue ang funding. Yes. Alright. So, you touched base on two of my other questions to you, but let's Ay, let's yeah. go to this question first before I okay. go to the one. So, uh, when the lockdown happened, like what you mentioned, a lot of public school students who could not afford electronic devices got modals, you know, from their yeah. schools, right? Yeah. So, do you think this was the best way to do it, or if you had the power, right? Let's say you were in Congress already at that time, or something, or you could do some, or you had the power to change it. What would you do in this in this scenario? Yeah, uh, another thing that I didn't mention about the online education system that we have now. One big problem that we have is the high cost of internet. No, now ironically, high costs pero inefficient. Sobrang bagal na internet in many parts of the Philippines. So walang good access sa internet. Walang cheap access sa internet. So isa pang problema yun, no? Ngayon, ang una kong babaguhin sa new normal education natin, kung, kung may power tayong baguhin dyan, I, I think that the modules will be the last resort. And unfortunately, in many schools, na mabagal ang internet, walang access sa gadgets sa mga estudyante, yun ang naging default system. Sa halip na last resort, yun ang naging uh, only choice nila. Modules, printed modules. There's no ample learning using all those modules. Kasi hindi naman nakakapag-usap ng maayos yung teachers and students, iba. Anong nangyari, magbabasa on their own yung Estudyante, and then ibabalik nila yung module, nasagutan na nila sa teachers, and then ibabalik sa kanila, na-checkan. So, walang ano, dynamic interaction yung student and teachers. At least doon sa online education, there's interaction, di ba? Kasi may synchronous sessions. Kaya kung ako masusunod, 
kung talagang hindi pa pwedeng buksan ang classrooms, kung hindi pa kaya ang ligtas balik eskwela, we might as well provide full funding to buy gadgets, educational gadgets for every student and teacher and ensure that there is swift internet connection around the whole country, in the whole Philippines, hanggang doon sa pinakasulok na barrio. Of course, that will entail uh, developing our internet infrastructure swiftly. You know? eh, yun nga isa pang problema. Uh, pinaubaya na ng gobyerno kasi natin sa private sector, walang enough regulation. Sa ibang bansa, like Sweden, where internet is fast and cheap, Maniniwala ba kayo yung internet nila mas mura pa sa atin pero mas mas mabilis no? Kasi it's fully regulated by the government no. Private sector is allowed pero yun nga may regulation. Kailangan gantong kabilis at hanggang dito lang ang presyuhan. So pwede ring mag-work sa atin yung ganung system but unfortunately deregulated sa atin no? like many other industries. But suffice it to say that we can start with that no. Kung hindi natin kaya ang ligtas balik eskwela ensure that there's good internet access, cheap internet access, and provide free gadgets for those who need gadgets. And for public schools, majority yung nangangailangan dyan. To be fair, yung ibang local government officials naman, nagbigay ng free gadgets. Ano? Uh, just to mention a few, the big LGUs in uh, Metro Manila, di ba? Pasig, uh, Makati, Manila. Well, of course, uh, these are big LGUs. No? May malaking... Budget. Uh, budget sila no eh pero sa probinsya marami ang nag-aabang pa rin ng free gadgets no so yun ang problema natin but of course we would like to emphasize na as a teacher no, na nakaranas sa online education alam na alam natin ang karanasan nating mga teachers at ng mga estudyante sa online learning napakahirap very stressful in most instances Ang hirap magklase sa bahay eh. Hindi naman lahat ng teachers ay may malaking bahay at uh, gets nyo. So, iba pa rin eh. Yung nasa klase, nagkaklase, no? yung face-to-face. -face. That's why mas maganda kung kaya lang natin magligtas balik eskwela as soon as possible. And that would entail ensuring that majority are vaccinated, yung mga students. Tapos, free testing dapat sa mga schools as much as possible. Tapos, well, big problems sa public schools. Ano? We will need to, big, to build new classrooms. Kasi hindi pwedeng nakagawian na na 1 is to 40 sa isang classroom. Mga private schools, walang problema dyan. Madali sila mag-expand. Eh. Pero public schools, mahihirapan. So, kailangan ng ample funding for that. Or yun nga, mag-ano na lang, uh, Flexible learning. May online <coughs> sessions, meron ding face-to-face. -face. person. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, the next question that you touched upon earlier is, so, well, I'm not really sure if you support this or not, but do you support the current bilingual setup that we have? So like what you mentioned a while ago, uh, most of the classes, right, maybe except for obviously Filipino classes and um, AP are taught in English, right? But... Um, are you okay with that or would you rather like what you mentioned a while ago would you rather like you know for the whole you know educational life of a kid they're only taught in filipino or would you rather have a half and half how would you look at it that's a very complicated issue kasi nga, and, <laughs> yeah oh, oh. Kasi, 
ano to eh, uh, maraming maraming debate pa rin dyan. It's because of the debates on the national language, di ba? Noong 1986, uh, later na-approve yung constitution, naging 1987 constitution, nung ratified yan, no? post-ed sa constitution, uh, ang nakalagay talaga sa constitution, yun muna ang gusto kong balikan, what is in the constitution. Nakalagay sa constitution, we have two official languages. Filipino and until otherwise provided by law, English. Ibig sabihin nun, after EDSA 1, ang gusto sabihin ng ating constitutional framers, we must increase the use of the national language in the political system. So dapat ang gobyerno unti-unti na nag-Filipino. And also in schools. Public and private, dapat lahat nag-Filipino na unti-unti. So that as the use of Filipino increase, the use of English should decrease. No? To use the term used by Brother Andrew Gonzalez, no? Na, nandun sa mga documents yan. No? Iyon ang idea ng 1987 Constitution. Meanwhile, the regional languages would be used as auxiliary medium of instruction. Ano ibig sabihin nun? Uh, pantulong. Ibig sabihin, kung nahihirapan sa Filipino at English lessons yung mga estudyante, gagamitin yung ano, regional tongue, yung re regional languages para i-explain yung concepts, yung ideas. Pero ang i-encourage gamitin sa public education system, parang nung bilingual education system, Filipino and English. Ito ng problema. Yung bilingual education system, hindi naging maayos ang implementation for many schools. Bakit? Kasi merong school, kahit yung social science, tinuro in English. So yung Filipino, tinuturo lang as a subject. Pero not used as a medium. So hindi na-develop for some students yung academic skills in using Filipino. Kaya nagahabol tayo ngayon. Ngayon, ang problema naman sa mas maraming schools, hindi naman masyadong maganda yung pagtuturo ng English. So yung level na natutuhang English ng mga students, hindi ganong maganda. So anong impact? Papasok ng college yung maraming students, hirap mag-English, hirap din mag-Filipino. Nung mag-K-12, 2013, gustong ayusin sana ng K-12, di ba? Nag-mother tongue-based multilingual education. Well, the goal of the MTB-MLE program is, uh, is noble. No? Kasi kailangan naman talagang matuto ng mother tongue yung mga estudyante. Kasi iyon yung magiging uh, foundation of knowledge, no? Kaya lang, naging problem natin, hindi pa nga naayos yung bilingual education system. May bago na naman layer tayo nilagay. Kinder to grade 3 na mother tongue-based multilingual education, hindi naman binibigyan ng enough funding. So, binago yung system, walang enough funding, nahihirapan sa implementation ng teachers and students. Now, uh, going back to the question, kung... Ako ang bibigyan ng pagkakataon, ano ang maimumungkahi ko na gawin? I think that dahil nandiyan na yung mother tongue-based multilingual education and there's enough grassroots support for this, ensure natin na mapopondohan ng maayos ang teacher training, ang production ng instructional materials so that we will ensure that all the students will be able to learn their mother tongue and use it well in learning all the materials 
needed. And as much as possible, may slow transition towards learning Filipino and English as official languages too. Kasi inyo nasa constitution pa at this point eh. So lahat gagamitin natin. Pero habang pumupunta papuntang high school and college, we can increase the use of Filipino and English. Kasi yun naman rin yung agenda, yung, yung, yung nasa constitution natin. So if we will follow the constitution, that's the main idea, di ba? Why develop these two official languages? Of course, we need a national language no? for social cohesion. Well, dapat tapos ng debate dyan, eh. Of course, unfortunately, hindi pa nga rin natapos yung debate dyan, no? And, and and some people are still debating us about the idea of having a national language. Pero ang sinasabi namin, nasettle na yan na 1987 Constitution. And ka, pumunta sila sa kahit anong bansa. Japan, South Korea, China, etc. Itong mga bansa sa region natin, sa Asia Pacific region, na maunlad, at least ay kumpara sa Pilipinas, iba, they have strong national languages for social cohesion national pride, etc., etc. Practical. Sa public discourse, may isang lingway silang ginagamit. It's good. It has been serving them well, di ba? Kaya mas maulad sila sa atin. Swift ang communication between the experts and the non-experts, between scientists and the community in general. So mabilis ang innovation sa kanila. Tayo mabagal. Inglesero ang mga experts, mga ordinaryong tao, hindi naman masyado nag-i-English, no? So kaya ang ngayon kailangan rin naman natin English of course for international communication at hindi nga lang English ideally gusto natin maging multilingual ang ating mga students kung kakayanin pa let's offer electives in Spanish, German, Mandarin, Nihongo, bahasa Malayan, bahasa Indonesia, etc. No? So as to encourage our students to learn more languages. The more languages that we learn the better. Uh, ano yan, uh, asset natin yan. Of course, funding ulit ang ano, basic problem. Lahat ng yan kailangan ng enough funding para maging matagumpay. Okay, so to sum it up, you do support the bilingual system. It just needs to have proper funds and it also needs to be implemented correctly, right? Yes, and aside from the bilingual education system, sa akin, yun yun naman yung default ngayon ng, ng DepEd eh, from grade 4 onwards parang bilingual education system from kinder to grade 3 yung mother tongue based multilingual education so sa akin okay na yan dahil nandiyan na yan but we should ensure full funding kasi otherwise without full funding mangyayari kagaya ng dati di ba hindi magiging maayos yung implementation in many schools ang magiging successful lang yung big private schools and the big science high schools na public kasi Maraming resources. No? At syempre, yung cream of the crop nandyan eh. Yung mga students eh. No? Yun ang so yeah, um, with that though, Mr. Sanwan, there may be people who argue that if students, let's say, you know, are more, how do you say, you know, they speak better Filipino than English, then what would happen to industries such as the BPO industry, right? Where in the BPO industry, um, I'd say most of them, it's usually English, right? I mean, there are the specialized ones where they need French speakers, uh, Mandarin speakers, etc. But I'd say most of them are English, you know, jobs, right? Jobs for people who are fluent in English. So with this kind of system we're in, you're saying that, you know, from grades one to three, it's all Filipino. 
then you know grades four and above it's bilingual what if there there's a movement saying yeah yeah okay that sounds good in paper but in terms of actual jobs right you know a lot of people out there are getting jobs in the bpo industry so what do you think about that uh, just to clarify, sa grades 1 to 3, kinder din, sa DepEd system, mother tongue-based multilingual education. Yeah. So yung Tagalog or Filipino, it's just one of the mother tongues. Sa ibang region, Cebuano, Hiligaynon, so on. No? Okay, so yeah. magsisimula lang yung Filipino and uh, English from grades 4 onwards. Yeah. So, but, but nevertheless, ta taman man yung question mo. No? So, uh, no, what will happen to the BPO sector? I think that if we will be able to implement MTB MLE well, mas magaling pang magi English yung mga next generations ng mga Pilipino. Kasi kapag strong ang foundation dun sa first language, this is based on countless studies. If if the if your education is strong in in your first language, that's a foundation, di ba? your whole education will be also strong. Ibig sabihin, pag natuto ka ng first language mo na magaling na magaling ka sa first language mo, you can use your first language, your mother tongue, to learn other languages as well. Not only languages, all the things that you would like to learn. So strong foundation in the first language is necessary. Kaya walang banggaan. Kung may gusto pa rin magtrabaho sa BPO, I think that the MTB MLE can work kung popondohan ng maayos and this will be a good foundation for those who would like to learn not only English but other languages as, as well. No? Kaya hindi natin, ano, hindi natin aalisin pa rin yung training in the foreign languages. Kasi kagaya nga ng in-explain kanina, well, kailangan natin rin ng ano, knowledge of the foreign languages. Many, as many as possible. No? Kasi hindi lang naman a BPO ang application ng foreign languages, iba. Yeah. Of course, sa tourism, yung isa, yung isa sa translation, no? so maraming jobs no? sa, related sa foreign languages. So lahat naman yan, hindi pa rin ano, mawawala. No? And I think that, to be fair, sa mga higher education institutions, even before the current education system, even before the K-12 curriculum no? was adopted and the new general education curriculum was adopted, Marami ng universities na nag-o-offer na electives sa foreign languages aside from English. So, sa tingin ko aware na ang mga tao and mga schools na kailangan ng multilingual training ng marami sa atin. So, hindi magiging problema, hindi magiging bangga yung MTBMLE. It will not be a hindrance to BPO jobs no? sa mga gusto pa mag-BPO jobs. No? Yeah. All right. So the next question is, so there's a movement saying that because currently, like what I mentioned, right, that compared to our neighbors, we're not doing so well. Then when we look at the general consensus of how Filipinos vote and all of these things, there's a movement saying that um, the public education system has failed, you know, the Filipino people in that sense. We're in, you know, because of improper implementation, um, not correct materials for education, all these things. But one of the ones that there is a movement wherein they believe that one of the things that could help improve, you know, future generations of Filipinos is if 
critical thinking classes are introduced as early as grade one. So obviously, if that's going to be done in grade one, of course, they'll have to make materials good yeah. enough for a grade one student to understand, right? So the question is, would you and App Teachers Party list support of movement like that? I think that having a separate subject for critical thinking skills will not be necessary, you know? Actually, ang problema, yung integration ito in all the other subjects, like values education din. No, yung values education, hindi naman kailangan na separate subject. Although, maganda na separate subject siya. No? Because may emphasis, di ba, on moral values, no? molding good citizens who love their country, who are going to serve humanity, etc., etc. So okay yun, na separate subject ang values education. But other than values education as a subject, di ba, Values are also integrated in all the subjects as much as possible, di ba? So, ganun din yung critical thinking skills. I think na ito ay pwedeng incorporate sa lahat ng subjects. Yun nga lang, yes, we admit, kailangan mong i-retrain din ang teachers, di ba? We, we should ensure that the best and brightest are in the teaching profession. At kung may mga hindi man best and brightest, we give them time and incentive to train. Kasi trainable naman ang mga tao eh. Pwedeng nagsimulang hindi masyadong magaling, pwede pang gumaling yan. Bigyan mo lang ng incentive and uh, enough support no? para mag-retrain, mag, mag etc. Willing ang mga teachers sa atin na mag-retrain. Of course, uh, at times it, it might uh, sound as a painful process, pero kaya yan, kaya yan no? na incorporate yung uh, critical thinking skills in all the subjects. No? Kailangan lang ng tra training ng teachers. No? Kasi sa ibang subjects naman, no? well, of course, depende talaga sa teachers, iba? Since, with regard to fake news, say for example, some students would say that their teachers gave them enough lessons, taught them well, to spot what's fake news and what's not. Pero meron din mga students na nagre-reklamo na yung teachers nila mismo nagsashare ng fake news. So, ibig sabihin, meron namang mga ano, model teachers. So, pararamihin pa natin yung ganong model teachers by ensuring that there's incentive for those who are willing to retrain. At siguro, yun nga, uh, we can begin with the normal schools. Ang ibig sabihin ng normal schools, yung mga teacher training institutions like Philippine Normal University, you know, and other institutions. So, pwedeng, ano, bigyan talaga natin ng mas malaking funding yung mga normal schools, like Philippine Normal University, para ma-ensure na quality education ang mabibigay sa mga future teachers. And possibly, doon pwedeng idagdag, no? we can add critical thinking subjects doon sa mga would-be teachers, future teachers. Para yung teachers na yon, future generations of teachers, kaya na nila na hubugin din yung mga future generations of students. And that means that hindi necessary na may separate subject for everyone. So I think that it will be enough to incorporate it in the curriculum of teacher training institutions. No? But, but if if it will 
gain ground, okay lang rin naman. No? Na may separate subject. But I think there's no appetite uh, for many students to have another subject kasi bloated na nga yung curriculum. Uh, well, in a way, no? pwedeng sabihin na totoo yun. No? Parang sobrang daming subjects. Konti lang naman yung time. No? So might as well ensure na existing subjects, ayusin natin yung pagtuturo bago tayo magdagdag na naman ng bagong baka mahirapan na naman ang mag-i-implement, di ba? Ayusin muna yung existing. Okay, understood. So now that you touched on fake news, uh, I'll have to ask you this question. So, how would ACT teachers as a party list uh, combat fake or alternative news in the classroom? In the classroom? Of course, yeah. well, we have been doing this long time ago, no? Uh, for so long now. Yung mga members ng Alliance of Concerned Teachers, ng ACT Philippines, ng ACT Teachers Party List, patuloy ang aming training, pag-usap-usap discussions on how to do it in the classroom. Lagi kami mga seminars and webinars, etc. But I think that in the future, ito siguro yung kailangan pa namin mag-improve. No? Kasi masyadong formal ang approach namin. Sabihin, yung forum, webinars, no? discussions sa klase na may may lesson plan, no? magpapapanood ng, ng documentary about this or that issue. Well, for some teachers and students, it works. Pero for some students, it doesn't work. No? Kasi board na iba sa mahabang documentary. Ayaw na nila ng mahabang lectures. So I think that teachers can still improve on making the materials uh, more appealing to the uh, students that we have now, no? mga visual learners. No? So siguro talagang eventually, we will have to learn how to utilize TikTok and other trends. No? Sa ngayon, hindi, hindi pa namin kaya, pero event, pinag-aaralan namin. No, and some some of us are now doing some TikTok videos kaya lang hindi pa kasing galing kasing husay ng mga trolls <laughs> diba yung mga trolls na pro dictatorship those who are questioning history yung mga nagpapakalat ng fake news ang galing nila kasi 30 seconds nakapag propaganda na sila million views agad so we have to master that. No? We're on our way there. No? Pero at this point, I admit, no, medyo formal pa yung approach namin. No? So, but, but we need to adapt swiftly dun sa battle against disinformation. Kasi dun tayo naiwan eh. Nagtitiktok yung kalaban, eh yung marami sa mga nasa academe, hindi nagtitiktok eh hindi na nga enough na magsulat ng articles. Mag, mag-explain sa TV. Wala na nga masyado nanonood ng TV. Siguro nabalitaan nyo yun, no? nung ipasara ang ABS-CBN, bumaba ang viewership ng TV. Although may mga lumipat sa Channel 7 na dating nanonood ng 2, pero overall, mas nabawasan yung nanonood ng TV. Lahat babad sa online. Kasi mura na... Yeah, o sa YouTube, etc. Then may free Facebook pa, di ba? So, kailangan tapatan yun. 
ng mga teachers. Not only those belonging to our group, dapat lahat ng teachers eh. Lahat ng teachers organizations involved sa battle against fake news. No? And we will have to popularize our content. We will, we should learn how to use all these uh, popular apps. No? Inaaral na natin. No? So hopefully maging successful tayo sa paggamit ng mga yan. Yeah, so I, I honestly wasn't going to ask you this question, but, you know, because of what you mentioned about trolls and such, and, you know, about the whole educational system, wherein um, you did mention that there are students, right, that, you know, they just see the article, they're like, fake news, right? But other yeah. students or other people, actually, um, they see the article and they believe it like it's the gospel, right? So yeah. my question to you is, how scary would it be if we have teachers that teach alternate history of the Philippines. Like, you know, in our history books, for example, we look at the Marcus regime, we give data, it shows this, that, whatever, right? But what if we do have teachers in the future because of all this disinformation, alternative news, alternative facts, fake news, etc., that they start teaching it as it's, you know, that it's fact. How scary is that for you? It's very scary and it's already happening. May mga teachers sa talaga na ang tingin nila sa era of dictatorship, it's fake. No? Marcos was the best president ever, etc. Ayoko sabihin maraming teachers yung ganun. Sabihin na lang natin na may mga teachers na ganun na yung view. They exist. No? So it's very scary kasi pwedeng dumami pa sila. Well, to be fair, some of their concerns are valid no say for example uh when they claim that after edsa one our country still suffered from poverty and other social ills there's still corruption and so on we're still mired in a lot of debts no? etc etc ito to naman after edsa one marami pa ring mahirap na pilipino after edsa one Nandyan pa rin ang mga oligarchs, political dynasties, etc., etc. So I actually partly agree with them. No? That, that after EDSA 1, after the restoration of democracy, the Filipino people's lives are still mostly not good. Or sabi nga na iba, shit, no? hindi maganda yung buhay ng mga Pilipino. Hanggang ngayon, mababa ang sweldo, mataas ang presyo, etc. Now, the problem is that they're, they're just telling half of the truth. No? Ang kalahati ay, yes, we are still poor, there's still corruption, etc. And it's not because of EDSA 1, but it's partly because of the Marcos legacy. Diba? Yung issue ng utang, lagi na lang, galit na galit sila sa inutang ni Noynoy, ng iba pang presidente, ni Cory. Pero hindi nila makita na mas malaki, pinakamalaki yung nautang ni Marcos. Of course, bago si Gloria, makapag-alaroyo. No? Before GMA, no? si Marcos ang may pinakamalaki ng utang. Na-break yung record ng panahon ni Gloria makapag-alaroyo. Of course, uh, some would say it's, it's, it has been used for infrastructure. Ang sagot naman natin doon, may mga ano, uh, corruption doon sa malaking perang nagasto sa mga infrastructure overpriced yung ibang 
project. So it's really scary that some teachers are peddling outright lies with regard to our history. Kaya ayokong gamitin yung label alternative history eh. Kasi pag sinabi natin alternative history, although it's now a popular term, di ba? Naririnig na nga natin ginagamit. Kasi it's like uh, saying that history can be really revised. At may alternative, they are entitled to believe in it. Kasi positive word yung alternative eh. So yeah. ayokong tawaging alternative. Although I, I, I get that it's a popular term now, no? So, yun. I would, I would warn against uh, using the term alternative history, but I understand that yes, it now exists. No, uh, teachers teaching alternative history. No? Well, ang antidote yan. Eh, talagang ano? We need to reach out to them. Kailangan natin kausapin mga yan, paliwanagan, etc. And kung talaga hindi na sila mapaliwanagan, we focus on the new generation, the future generations of teachers. At again, yan yung importance na sinasabi ko kanina, that the government should provide ample funding for the teacher training institutions, di ba? Para yung best and brightest teachers and professors nandoon din. Para walang peddlers of fake news sa mga future teachers, di ba? So, yun ang take natin dyan. Alright, so like what you mentioned about, you know, the best and brightest in terms of the teacher profession. So, a lot of teachers in the Philippines have moved abroad and gotten jobs there. So, what can you and your party list do to stop this and convince them to stay home? Come again, sorry na, hindi ko na-capture yung question. All right. So a lot of teachers, right? So we're talking about the best and the brightest. So a lot of teachers in the Philippines have moved abroad and gotten jobs there, right? So what can you and your party list do so that you can convince these teachers to stay home and to teach here in the Philippines? I think that the solution would be to ensure that the salaries of teachers here would be very competitive or high compared to other professions, no? So, yun. Kulang talaga ngayon, no? So, mas maganda kung at least 33,000 yung sweldo ng public school teachers. It's a good enough standard kasi yung uniform personnel natin halos ganun na yung sweldo. No? And we all know that the teachers are, are, are trained. No? Professional teachers naman yung nasa public school. Hindi, hindi ka pwedeng mapunta sa public school nang hindi ka may hawak na lisensya. So, ibig sabihin, nakapasa na sa exam ng Professional Regulatory Commission. No? So, kailangan taasan talaga yung sweldo. No? And eventually, kung mataas yung sweldo ng public school teachers, I think that only few teachers would leave their jobs here and uh, try their luck abroad. No? Iyon naman yung main concern ng maraming former teachers na umalis ng Pilipinas eh. Gusto nila magstay pero the pay is not good enough for their families. Diba? So, yun ang basic problem. Alright. Now, my last question for just the education issues in the Philippines is, there are, I'm sure you would appreciate this question. So, there are teachers who are single parents and they need a lot of help in general. So, what are some of your partyless plans for them? For the single parents. Actually, may mga incentives, or rather, uh, mga benefits for uh, 
solo parents. No? So we can still expand those. No? Siguro ang isang pwede na very practical, dagdagan yung allowed na uh, leave privileges for them. No? Dagdagan pa kasi talagang mahirap yung maging solo parent. Siguro yung discounts no? for certain items na para sa mga anak, sa bata particular, ay dagdagan pa. No? And another thing, ito, advocacy namin to hindi lang sa solo parent, pati doon sa mga pamilya doon tao. Doon sa dalawa, dalawa pa rin ng nanay at tatay. Halimbawa. So there should be additional tax exemption sa mga may anak. Under the train law, inalis yun eh. No? Oh, so gusto okay. natin maibalik yun. Dapat may exemption pa rin sa taxes. Additional tax exemption yung may anak. No? Kung walang anak, yung may ampon. O kaya ay yung may inaalaga ang senior citizen sa pamilya. No? Mga, or, or PWD. No? Yan. And kung solo parent, we may consider no? providing additional tax incentive. Ibig sabihin yung exemption sa taxes. No? Again, nawala lahat yan kasi under the train law. So we, we should restore those exemptions sa taxes. Kasi mal, yun, instant yun. Malaking tulong. No? So instantly, the take-home pay of solo parents and uh, other people with uh, children, tataas yung basic pay nila. All right. Well, at least you have a plan for solo parents. So thank you for that, uh, Mr. San Juan. So the next uh, category that we will have is about societal issues. And so here's the first question. So the government has a plan of giving, I think, around 100 to 200 pesos, like a gas subsidy because, you know, of the of yes. gas, you know, it keeps going up and such, right? For those who are earning below a specific amount. Do you think that what that 100 to 200 pesos, is it is it enough? to you know cancel out these rice and oil and such it's not good enough no kahit yung new announcement of Alakanyang, no instead of 200 no? they're now saying that okay we'll make it 500 it's not good enough kasi nga it's only for certain families the poorest families paano yung not so poor eh, alam naman natin ang definition ng gobyerno ng poor citizens masyadong mababa yung standard ng gobyerno sa pag-define ng poor. No? Marami nang nagkritik sa official poverty statistics. No? And sa tingin ko, valid yung mga criticisms na yun. Sobrang baba nung, ano, nung poverty threshold natin. No? Kaya kung akong tatanungin, we might as well no, consider temporarily suspending the excess taxes and the VAT on petroleum products habang mataas pa yung presyo. Of course, officially, our group actually supports the abolition of VAT and excise taxes on petroleum. Kasi nga, ginagamit yan ang lahat eh. Akala kasi ng Department of Finance ang nagagasolina lang yung yung mga may kotse. Yung mga mangista, nagagasolina rin. Yung iba magsasaka, may, may ginagamitan din ng gasolina. And uh, for the other folks na walang kotse, etc., tataas din yung presyo ng bilihin because of the cost of transportation, di ba? Yung itlog, karne, etc., lahat ng yan ay inaihatid in, 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 sa mga palengke via transportation. 
So pag may increase sa presyo ng gasolina, may increase din sa presyo ng uh, ng transportation, no? So it means that the government should help everyone. Kasi everyone suffers, di ba? So eh bakit ang tutulungan eh ilang pamilya lang, di ba? Tapos ang liit pa. So might as well do it the better way. Abolish na muna or suspend yung taxes on petroleum. And even mainstream politicians agree that it's better that way. Kasi nga, kung magdidistribute ka ng uh, subsidy, ayuda, matagal, bureaucratic ang process, gagastos ka rin doon eh, sa pagdidistribute. Eh, kahit sabi mong online, digital transfer, ganun din. Aayusin pa yung listahan. So hindi siya instant. Eh alisin mo yung tax kahit temporarily, instant relief. Diba? And for everyone. So, yun ang, yun ang pinakamahalaga. Lahat nag-suffer, tulungan natin lahat. And anyway, yung matitipid namang pera ng mga consumers, sigurado, consumers will spend it for food, for load, etc. So, it's additional money that we give to the people so that the people can use it to buy more products, more goods. So, iikot ang ano, pera. Yeah. It would encourage more consumption. So, yun ang gusto natin mangyari. Alright. So, the next question I want to ask you is, so there has been a lot of red tagging these past few years. So, this is a two-part question. So, the first one is, why do you think Filipinos have this fear or phobia when it comes to leftist groups? And second, why do you think uh, this red tagging is happening? Doon sa unang tanong, uh, it's because state security forces have been either assassinating or violating the rights of suspected reds or suspected communists you know, for so long. Panahon pa lang ni L.P. Jokerino may red tagging na. I think that today is the death anniversary of another famous victim of red tagging, Kaamado B. Hernandez, a Filipino poet, uh, a national artist. No? Victima siya ng red tagging. No? The Elpidio Quirino government jailed him for his radical writings. No? Among his writings is the novel Mga Ibong Mandaragit. No? It's about the idea of socialism in the Philippines, how the farmers are fighting the landlords, how the workers are fighting the big capitalists and so on. Kinulong siya. Allegedly because of his connections with the communists. Eventually he was released. You know? And and that is partly one of the reasons why people are afraid of red tagging. Kasi if you are tagged as a red or a communist, even without basis, some crazy government agents can use it to either kill you or jail you or do whatever they want to you. Marami nang nangyaring ganyan. No? At again, yun nga, ang isa sa famous example, si Kaamado V. Hernandez, which, uh, who, whose death anniversary we are commemorating today, incidentally. You know? Kaya takot ang mga tao sa red tagging. No? Kasi yun nga, when you are considered as red or communist, instantly you 
you are considered by most in government as the enemy of the state, no? an enemy of the state, no? a terrorist. No? Parang imagine mo nung panahon ng mga Espanyol sa Pilipinas, lahat ng tawagin lang subversibo, eh instantly pwedeng ipabitay o kaya ipakulong, di ba? Like what happened to Ibarra in uh, uh, Nolimetangere, di ba? So yung mga ganyan, ngay- ngayon nangyayari pa rin yun eh. So if you are tagged as a communist or a, a red, no? even without basis, pwede kang gawan ng gawang-gawang kaso. No? So, sa mga trumped-up cases, no? you will be jailed no? without any basis. No? Pagbabawalan ka magsalita, etc., etc. So, some in the government is using red tagging as a way to silence dissent. To silence voices who would like to transform our, our socio-economic system. No? Yun ang problem. Kaya nangyayari yun. Yun yung sagot doon sa pangalawang tanong. Why is it happening? Some people in the government hate progressives who dare question the ruling system. Gusto nung iba ay forever nang mahirap ang mga mahihirap na Pilipino. Kaya yung nakikipaglaban na kasama ng mahihirap ay tinuturing nilang rebelde, subversibo, ulahan or communist no? so yun ang yun ang ano dyan, ang dahilan ng red tagging no it's a form of repression political repression repression no? it's a way to silence critics no? na parang martial na kasi ganun din nga ng martial ni Marcos pati mainstream opposition kinakategorya as rebels ikinukulong for subversion so yun yung modern form of repression no? and it does harm no? say very vicious yung ibang trolls sa pagred tag no uh, matindi ang epekto niyan kasi pwedeng may maniwala doon sa mga accusations no? and for progressive organizations progressive partyless organizations eh pwede talagang ano yun uh, maging dahilan din para matakot yung ibang botante na iboto sila so yun ang problema. So kaya we are against red tagging. So para sa atin people who express dissent against the current system and people who uh, dream of a better world should not be red tagged. And even then yeah, yeah sorry please go ahead. Yeah no 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 please go ahead. And even then we also would like to emphasize that in the Philippines, communism is not illegal. No? Repealed na yung anti-subversion law. So, walang masama sa pagiging ulahan, or red, or socialist, etc. It's the political choice of people if they would like to adopt such ideology. No? Pero yun nga yung problema eh. Kung pagbabawalan natin ng mga taong mamili sa ideolohiyang gusto nila, sa political system na gusto nila, eh di ba parang hindi na naging democratic yung system. So kung totoong democratic ang bansa natin, pabayaan natin ang mga tao to hold on to their political beliefs, no? to express dissent whenever it is needed. No? 
yun. Kasi lagi na lang tinuturing na form of rebellion or, subver- or subversion yung paghingi na reforma. Eh nangihingi nga lang na reforma, we should be glad that people are demanding for reforms, di ba? Kasi the alternative would be, as uh, John F. Kennedy once said, no? those who make peaceful revolution impossible would encourage people to join the revolution or the revolutionaries. No? Yeah. All right. So actually, Mr. Sanwan, the reason I asked you that question is, no, I get your point, though, that there may be some people out there who are leaning towards more of the leftist um, side in terms of the political compass. Yeah. But I'll give you an example. So I think it was maybe around three or four weeks ago, I had an episode with uh, Kalyodi. Yes. He's here. And of course, I post about it, uh, about the episode and such. And I did see a few comments of people saying that, I'll just translate it in, in English if it's okay, because I'll probably butcher yes. it right to... Uh, you know, say it in Filipino, but basically they're saying that if Kalyodi won, there will be a lot of chaos because the rebels will have power and all of these things. Now, I do not know who this person is who commented that. I don't know if he's a government official or not, but let's just assume he's not. Let's just assume that he's just a normal guy who works an eight to five job. You know what I mean? Why do you think that there are people in Philippine society who aren't part of the government who have this negative? criticism or negative idea when they hear or see someone who is a leftist? I think it's because of a lot of misinformation about what being a leftist is. No? Mababa talaga ang level ng political education nating mga Pilipino naman na kasi natin sa mga Amerikano yan. Eh. No? Na walang walang pagka-clarify anong socialism, anong communism, what is being left and right, etc. So masyadong generic yung mga terms na ginagamit ng ating mga political parties dito. So mahina ang political education ng mga Pilipino. So yun ang basic problem. They think that being a leftist is equated to being a communist and that a socialist is also a communist and that all communists are NPA rebels, etc. So hindi walang distinction between armed and unarmed progressives. No? So, totoo naman, may New People's Army, armed revolutionaries. Pero, that's their choice. Because of the injustices, no? people are driven to the mountains. Since time immemorial, ganyan ang storya, di ba? There's a rebellion, there's a revolution wherever people think that the system is no longer working for them. So that's that's their choice. We have to respect it and we should address the root causes of the armed revolution that is now happening in the Philippines and other parts of the world. No? Kaya mas paganda kung bibigyan natin ng pagkakataon yung mga tao na nananawagan ng socio-economic reforms under the current system to address the roots of what is happening around us. No? There would be no rebellion if the gap between the rich and the poor in the Philippines is not that huge. No? Diba? Walang rebellion sa Norway kasi everyone in Norway is satisfied 
in their socioeconomic system, at least uh, relatively speaking, di ba? So, for example, kaya sa atin, eh, may mga naniniwala no? doon sa accusation ng red tagging, bad-mouthing leftists, etc. No? It's because of misinformation. But they think that if the terms will be clarified, eventually people would realize that being leftist is not a bad thing. And in fact, with the way things are going in the Philippines, if you're good-hearted, if you want to reform the system, you have to be in the left side of the political spectrum, di ba? Among the forces of change. Ganun kasimple lang man yung pagiging parte ng left. Eh. When you're part of the left wing of the spectrum, di ba? You favor reforms. You favor overhauling the system. If you're on the right side, no? you favor conserving the current system. The current system is bad. There's corruption. Many people are still poor. No? So sinong magsasabi na kailangan nating i-conserve yung system na to, di ba? So yun, yun ang sagot natin dyan na it's normal, no? Because many of us have been thought no, by the Americans to hate communism. Say, ang mga Amerikano nag-introduce sa atin ng democracy. So yung version nila ng democracy ang tinuro sa atin. And it still happens in the United States. Iba? Even Bernie Sanders is red-tagged as a communist. No? Kasi yung communism and also socialism may bad connotation pa rin among some some Americans no hanggang ngayon because of the long history I think it could be argued that most Americans since Bernie didn't even make it to run for president yeah. right okay so my next question to you is this one so the government recently well not recently but basically the government announced that they are somewhat requiring BPOs to go back to the office, you know, to stop the work from home setup, all of these things. So the first question is, why are they doing this? And the second question is, are they even allowed to tell BPO companies this? I'll ask you those think, two first yeah, questions yeah. before my third one. So yeah. To be fair, the government is encouraging them no, to do it. But I think that the government has no power to really require companies to do it. Kasi choice naman ng company yan, di ba? Probably the reason why government is pushing for a return to work order is that the government would like uh, firms or rather the, the workers to contribute more to the economy. Kasi kung lalabas sila papasok sila sa office, di ba? They will eat somewhere. No? They will spend for transportation, etc. So it will partly help the economy. So yun siguro yung driving force behind the government's uh, penchant for uh, encouraging firms no? to end the work from home setup and encourage more workers to, to join or to, to, to go to the office again. No? But yes, I think that the government has no power whatsoever to really require them. Kasi business yan ng, ng may-ari. So, bahala yung may-ari kung anong gusto niya for 
his or her workers, no? And ganun din naman yung workers. They should be consulted, di ba? At this point na konti na yung cases pero may pandemic pa rin. May, may mga cases pa rin ng COVID-19 eh. So, the, 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 the owners of the firms, no? the management should ask, consult, no? The workers. If they are willing to go to the office once again. And I think that those who would like to go to the office for some reason should be allowed. No? Baka naman meron ng gustong sa office nagtatrabaho, di ba? Some of the teachers would like to work in the office. So okay lang yun. Give them the option. Pero yung kaya namang mag-work from home and yung tinatrabaho naman nila pwedeng i-work from home, we should we should actually make this system permanent, di ba? Kung talagang nagagawa naman yung trabaho, kahit hindi pandemic, at gusto naman ng empleyado, pwede nang ano, i-allow yung work from home. No? And uh, siguro, yun nga, balance na lang between uh, what the economy needs and what the workers need, would want. No? Yun. Yeah. Understood. So the last part of that question is, uh, will you support a bill that allows any sector to work from home? I mean, of course, there are some sectors that really cannot work from home, like factory workers, yeah. farmers, obviously. But um, would you support the bill that says, you know what, um, we cannot, you know, it's kind of like a worker's right type of bill wherein all companies should give their employees the option whether they can, if, they, if their line of work can let them work from home to give them that option? I mean, would you support a movement or a bill that would support something like that? Yes. No? Subject to the agreement of the workers themselves. Basta yun ang condition. Basta yung may gusto, yung workers, okay yan. Kasi nga, no, mabawa, sa teaching profession, some teachers are enjoying it. No? And I think that the uh, LaSalle, our school would uh, make it a permanent system. No? Na may mga klase ng fully online, meron naman na flexible, kalahati ng sessions ay online, kalahati ay face-to-face, di ba? Kasi may mga gustong online, di sige. No? Yung mga nasa regions, it will be favorable to them, hindi na sila magbo-board sa Manila, etc. So pwede. It, it, can, it can work, no? For many industries. Kasi napatunayan during the pandemic, di ba? Nag-deliver pa rin naman ng maayos na trabaho ang maraming manggagawa natin in professionals. So, yes. We would support that. Same right. work naman. Yeah. So, the next thing I want to ask you is, would ACT Teachers Partners support same-sex marriage in the Philippines? Yes, of course. No? We believe in marriage equality. No? Although at this point, of course, there's a possibility that many people would still find it uh, premature or not that popular, etc. Yes, but nevertheless, we will support it. All right. So your your whole party list, not just you. Yes. Yes. So, kaniyan. Okay. Uh, uh, ever since, so, talagang believer na tayo niyan ng marriage equality, and of course, the progressives are fully behind such uh, policy. Okay. So the next few questions after that is about you and your whole party list. Sorry, just so I don't need to keep saying yes. that. 
uh, I'll let you know when it's back to your own opinion. Yes. So the next one is, uh, would you guys support the legalization or the criminalization of abortion in the Philippines? I think that as of now, we have no formal stand on that issue. So I would uh, refrain from answering that question. No? Okay. Say parang uh, as of now, wala pa kaming clear uh, stand on that issue. Although progressives abroad are mostly in favor of abortion. No? Kaya lang, we recognize that the Philippines is a Catholic country no? and our constitution is very clear on that. Our constitution is very pro-life. No? But nevertheless, meron namang allowed na abortion no? under the yeah. current circumstances. So, I think it's more of medical. Yeah. Pa rin yun, no? yeah. So, pero I think, no, I think that uh, the progressives in the Philippines would also favor abortion. Although it will not be among the listed priorities. Siyempre, yeah. di ba, yung mga priority legislation naman, it should be a balance between what is needed and what the people are clamoring for. Uh, hindi pwedeng lahat lang ng ano, what is needed. Kasi yun nga, you have to prioritize. Eh? Kasi you have to ensure that a good number of your priority legislation will get popular support. No? So, ayun. Yun ang sagot natin at this point. Alright. Uh, fair enough. So, next one is, would you guys support the legalization or decriminalization of sex work in the Philippines? That's another issue in which I think we have no clear stand at this point. No? But if I will be asked my personal stand on it, yeah, sure. Um, Let's say your own personal stand. Yeah. I think that as much as possible, we should discourage people from joining it, from engaging in it. But at the same time, if people are engaging in it voluntarily, we have to offer them some protection. No? So there could be a balance between that. Perhaps not outright legalization, but rather protection for people engage in that profession or in that work. No? Kasi nga, may debate pa rin dyan eh, hanggang ngayon. No? Of course, some would say, some progressives would say, it's their choice. Bahala sila dyan kung gusto nila. But we need to protect them, their rights and welfare. Meron din naman nagsasabi, it's a no-no because it's against the dignity of humanity no? no so yun ang take natin dyan, no? so we might as well focus on ensuring that there are enough opportunities for everyone so that no one will be encouraged to join the sex trade or sex work no say yun nga uh, hindi rin magandang tingnan no? of course sa kultura natin no although yes we're open to providing the necessary protection for those engaged in it. Siguro, um, more funding for DOH counseling no? connected to this trade. No? I think I'm aware of a 
some programs of DOH catering to sex workers, no? HIV testing, uh, regular counseling, etc. Pero siguro kulang pa. So, pwedeng anuhan pa. Dagdagan pa yung mga ganong programs para at least may protection yung nag engage sa sex work. Because it's a reality, di ba? Kaya nagiging issue rin yan. Pero so, yun nga, yung, yung buong part of this namin at this point, I think na wala pang ano, clear okay. standard. Natin. So, you're more into decriminalization then? Yes, yes. Because I'm going to provide all these protections. I'm curious oh. though, if you don't mind me, you know, as, asking a follow-up question to that. But why aren't you, because I think you see yourself as a progressive, right? Yeah. Um, that sense. But when it comes to that issue, first, legalization of sex work, why are you kind of on the fence on it in terms of legalizing it? Like, what is it What is it about it? I mean, I, know, I do understand that, you know, there are people who are, you know, um, there's like, forced sex work and yeah, all of these things. Yeah, but let's just assume yeah. that we live in a perfect world where no one is held against their will or things like that. And someone just says, you know what? I, I'm good at sex. I want to become a sex worker. I know the risks. You know what I mean? Let's assume that it's like that kind of situation. Why are you on the fence in terms of that? I'm, I'm just curious. Well, it's because of the current experience Filipinos, no? Maraming victims and human trafficking sa Pilipinas. Yeah. So it's it's highly probable that many of those who are engaged in sex work are just forced to do it or are just forced by the circumstances to do it. Kaya mahirap talaga magkaroon ng stand on that issue. But at the same time, I partly agree na there's a, there's also this possibility na meron talagang gusto na inyong work nila and they enjoy it and they earn from it. So perhaps we can uh, see a balance between those two. Kaya lang yun nga, mukhang mas marami yung victims ng human trafficking no? under the current setup. So, baka hindi maganda na magbigay tayo ng batas na pwedeng ma-exploit pa for more human trafficking issues. No? Pero yun nga, as you have said, if it's only in the perfect world, if we're in a perfect country or a perfect system, say for example, the Netherlands, etc. Na talagang iba yung kultura and uh, uh, walang cases of human trafficking by the uh, Sigfrod, we will be uh, compelled no? by the circumstances to agree that okay, we can just legalize it in a way there's no human trafficking in our country. Pero hindi nga natin magawa yun eh. Kasi may human trafficking sa yeah. Pilipinas. No? Ang daming cases. No? And in in many instances, ang engaged pa involved ay foreigners. No? Yeah. So, yun ang malaking problema. So, ayaw, ayaw nating puntahan ng Pilipinas ng dahil doon. No? Na, nangyayari na sa ibang bansa, di ba? Uh, yeah. I mean like Thailand. Thailand. Yes, oo. Uh, of course, as a Catholic country, as a Christian country, a very religious country ang Pilipinas, eh, importante rin sa atin yung moral fiber of society. No? So, eh, baka, alam mo na, ma-disturb yung moral fiber na society kung papayagan lahat-lahat ng pwede. No? But we're open. No? If, if, 
if only the system is perfect, no? yun nga, we're open to that possibility of legalizing it. Pero yun nga, at this point, wag na siguro kasi we can just discourage people from joining that kind of work kasi marami namang ibang professions where their potentials could be maximized, di ba? Yung talagang skills, potentials nila as humans with dignity can be maximized, no? Kaya may free education naman tayo sa college, no? So, bigyan pa natin ng, ano, ng further incentives yung mga gusto mag-engage sa ibang professions, di ba? And yun nga, taasan natin yung sweldo and benefits ng ibang profession, di ba? Para wala na mag-engage dyan. Kasi somehow, no, even if some people would say that they want it, no, they feel empowered doing it, I think that there's a certain level of dehumanization in it. No? Of course, personal opinion ko yun. Kasi syempre, baka sasabihin ng iba, based on their experience, I, they don't feel any dehumanization. So that's their take. No? Pero yeah. sa nakikita ko sa experience ng ibang bansa, may dehumanization. No? Okay. So would you call yourself someone who is very, who would allow their moral fiber of from the religion, right? To, you know, affect your decision-making if you get a seat in Congress? I think that my religion will just be an influence, but it will not be the deciding factor. No? Say, halimbawa sa divorce. The Catholic Church is against divorce. I am in favor of divorce ever since. Kasi nakikita ko yung need. No? It will be better for families kung may divorce. No? That's one thing. And of course, yung marriage equality nga, di ba? The Catholic Church is also totally against it, but I favor it. No? Kung gusto nila, yung compromise, yung civil unions. No? Kasi kahit si Pope Francis, pag na sa civil unions. So I think that it's just a guide, pero... I will not be bound by my faith 100% kasi yun nga, ever since talagang as a progressive, may disagreements naman din ako sa Catholic Church. But the point is, it's better if we emphasize our similarities, our our, our common interests, no? yung common advocacies. No? Kasi yung church naman, supportive din sa pro-worker legislation, etc. So as much as possible, we don't want to antagonize the religious people kasi itong mga religious talagang very supportive din sa rights and welfare of the farmers, the workers, etc. So kaya we ensure that we express our disagreement with them in some issues in a very respectful way. No? Kaya yun nga, kagaya sa marriage equality, di ba? So we can meet halfway, di ba? Sa na marriage, so pwedeng civil unions, kasi kahit naman yung mga LGBT groups, they find uh, civil unions as, as somehow acceptable first step. No? It's better than nothing nga naman, no? Yeah. Yun. So, yun ang ano, sagot ko. I, I will not be bound by my faith because if ever I will be in Congress, and even now, as a Filipino citizen, I'm more bound with the Philippine Constitution. Yun ang pinaka ano, basic document na pinangahawakan natin. 
And in many instances, I think that our faith, common faith and our constitution are actually in the same page, on the same page. So, walang masyado magiging problema. And kung may mga disagreement man, edi sabi nga, di ba, we agree to disagree. No? And uh, find the way forward. No? Kung kayang may compromise uh, bill, pwede. No? Say, for example, ibigay ko halimbawa yung Rizal Law. No? Bago nakapasa yung uh, batas na yan, no? requiring everyone to uh, every student ano, to study results lives and works life and works no tumuto lang simbahan diyan Catholic Church kasi the church hierarchy during those times consider Rizal as a subversive as a heretic no so ang tagal bago nakalusot yung bill nagkaroon ng compromises no so schools will be allowed to use the expurgated version of the Noli and Fili, etc. So later, nag-agree na rin yung church. O oh, sige, payagan na yan. Kasi pambansang bayanin man si Rizal. So ayun, we, we, we will engage with such uh, fruitful debates, no? discussions. No? Ganun naman sa demokratikong bansa. We find a way to work together as much as possible. Ayun. All right. Um, before we continue, I just want to go to our comment section very quickly. So we have Sir Geronimo saying, you know, hi to both of us. So hello, Sir Geronimo. And to Romeo Lanzarote. So he said hi as well. Now, Sir Sanon, we, we shall continue on if that's okay. So yes, the yes. next question I want to ask you is, so again, for you and your party, would you support the legalization of both medical and non-medical use of marijuana? I think that at this point, we are open to supporting the medical use of marijuana. Kasi kailangan yun eh. It's a necessity. It will save people's lives. Klaro na yan sa karna sa imbamasa. So we'll go for that. Dun sa non-medical or sa recreational use of marijuana, we are yet to have a clear stand on that. But on a personal level, I will personally support it. Siguro may limitation lang, no? Yon. Like what kind of limitation? Uh, obviously, of course, siguro, age is a yeah. big factor, right? But minus age, oh. like what are other limitations? Siguro yung ano, sa number of grams na allowed. Kasi lahat naman na sobra, masama, di ba? Yun. So, irregulate din somehow, di ba? Sa, sa ano mo bibilhin, sa, sa mga regulated stores, yan. Yun. Okay. But that, that is my personal stand. Do sa medical marijuana. The whole 100%. party. 100%. Yes. All right. Um, next one is, uh, last question for about you and your party uh, before we go back to just you. Would, your, would you guys allow the POGOs to continue operations in the Philippines given that they pay their taxes and it's not under the table? So basically, they'll be like a regular um, you know, company we're in. They go to BIR, file stuff, pay stuff, etc. Well, in general, progressives are against gambling. Actually, even the Chinese government itself is against gambling. Kaya nga nag-offshore yung mga yan. So I think that in general, we will have to oppose POGOS. Kasi nakakasama sa Chinese people, sila yung nalululong sa sugal. 
And I think that there are alternative investments naman that we can accept from the Chinese people, di ba? Or kung sino man yung nasa likod ng mga pogos. So marami pa namang pwedeng i-offer ang Pilipinas. Pwede naman sila mag-invest in the more productive sectors. So as, as much as possible, we are against all forms of gambling. Kasi nga, ang nangyayari sa gambling, uh, yun, no? uh, salip na magsipag, no? So, gambling na lang lahat. So, maraming nababaon pa sa utang. So, we, we don't like to be a country that will uh, allow other citizens to be mired in debts. No? So, ayaw naman natin maging ganun na reputation natin. No? Tsaka kung sa tax revenues naman, marami pa namang ibang ano, industries na pwede. No? So, at this point, I think that we will continue opposing Paul Oh, before I continue, we do have a question from Nico Acabado. So perhaps you could consider that recreational use of marijuana is less harmful than tobacco and alcohol as well. Also, with the legalization of cannabis opens, uh, opens us up to huge economic and agricultural potential of hemp as an eco-friendly, not to mention cheaper substitute for construction materials paper, cotton, etc. Yes, as I've mentioned, I'm personally amenable to accepting the recreational use of marijuana. Kasi nga, yun nga, sa ibang bansa rin naman, proven naman yan na uh, it's better to regulate rather than to make something illegal Yeah. pagdating sa so-called drugs. No? And I agree, no? maraming industrial uses sa marijuana. So, may potential. So, we can... Which is more of your party that doesn't have yet. Uh, yes. We, yet. I, I will promise to uh, bat for that policy. You know? If you get a seat in Congress as well. Yeah. All right. So, we have one last question for societal issues before we go through health issues. So, the last question for societal issues is, if there would be a movement to repeal the anti-terror law, would you support it or not? Yes, of course. From the start, we are against the anti-terror law. No? Kasama ako sa mga petitioners in one of the cases against the anti-terror law. And as of now, uh, the appeal has been filed. No? Nag, uh, second, nag-motion uh, nag for reconsideration ng ang side namin. No? Maraming uh, iba pang sectors ang kasama rin doon sa appeal. So in general, we are appealing the Supreme Court decision. No? So we, we would still like the Supreme Court to listen to us. But in Congress, yes, rest assured that we will repeal. We will try to repeal anti-terror law. Kasi naniniwala tayo na it does more harm than good. Kasi kung talaga ang terrorism ang problem, the solution is not to make society less free. It's the other way around. We ensure that society is freer or more free. Kasi pag nagde-debate ang mga ideas, wala na magiging terorista. Kung pababayaan mo mag-debate ang mga ideas, Kung pababayaan mo mga tao sa kanilang advocacies, walang magiging terrorista, walang magiging rebelde. So if terrorism is the problem, we address the roots 
of terrorism. And many literature would say that the roots of terrorism is also economic injustices. Diba? Bin Laden and others, yung mga famous terrorists in the world, they have valid grievances to talk about. No? Hindi lang naman economic injustice. No? In, in some cases, discrimination by the West against other citizens. Diba? Yan, foreign occupation, etc. So, yung mga terrorists, may mga valid din na pinagagalingan yung iba nilang grievances. No? So, one way to address the problem is to ensure that the root causes of these injustices that allowed some people to think that it's better to destroy the system, we should resolve the root causes. And yun nga, hindi na-address yan ng ano, anti-terror law. Kasi ang ginagawa ng anti-terror law, it creates enemies out of the citizens who are fighting for a better world. No? Aktivista lang, terrorista na kagad. Nagsusulong uh, ng socioeconomic reforms. Sa taas na sweldo sa uh, teachers at sa mga workers, terrorista na kagad ang tingin. No? So everyone is considered as an enemy. So hindi maganda yung ganong system. It's more and more becoming like a totalitarian society. No? And nasa na yung democratic system. So that's why we will try to repeal that law. So I just want to make it clear because I'm afraid someone might just get a soundbite and whatever. Yes. But could you say right now that you know what Bin Laden and all these other terrorist heads did how they reacted to these injustices is completely false. Like, you do not support it and it's wrong what they did. Yes, of course. No. Because they attacked civilians. Innocent civilians. So it's totally wrong. But what we're saying is that the West and other countries should ensure that this should be a learning experience for them for them no? and that means that they should ensure that whatever grievances that they had should be resolved or at least partly considered no para wala nang susunod na generation na yeah. ganun din ang gagawin di ba so kung ang issue ay discrimination editing eh, nan no how can we uh wipe out discrimination. Kung ang issue ay the gap between the rich and the poor, the West and the rest, no? we, we should try to address it diplomatically. Yeah. Okay. So, the next thing I want to ask, so, we'll go to the health issues now. So, one of the top diseases that Filipinos get is diabetes, right? And there are many yes, other reasons yeah. why this is so, you know, eating a lot of white rice, Yes. Sugary yeah. drinks, canned food, etc. Right? Would you support a bill or a movement that would give tax incentives or concessions to food producers that choose to make non-canned food and, in short, non-canned food, but handmade food instead? So, like in the EU, as an example, the EU has these tax concessions for you know small-time cheesemakers, right? Instead of buying machines or doing it the easy way and putting chemicals and whatever. They do it the hard way. They make natural cheeses by hand, things like that. Would you support a movement that does something like that for us? Where, let's say, instead of 
having our NFA rice being white rice, we make it brown rice or red rice or whatever. Um, we make canned food more expensive than natural food from you yeah. know your wet market and stuff. So yeah. Yes. We support giving incentives to producers of healthy foods, no? And that includes organic farmers, di ba? Yung mga artisanal farmers natin. So maganda yung idea na yan. We support that. All right. Uh, we do have a follow-up question, sorry, uh, from someone who wants to go back to the Pogo uh, okay. question. Okay. So here's what the person said. I'll just say it verbatim if it's okay. So while Pogos that take the hot seat now are the illegal ones in the sense that they take bets from locals, so not people from China. Because uh, the licensed Pogos, from what the person knows, is that there are only around five that are licensed right now in the mm-hmm. Philippines that are legal. Uh, and they are not allowed to take bets from pH-based users, only those from China. Uh, it is a requirement. So we only gain revenue through taxes we impose on just the five legal POGOs. So basically, the setup of betting stage here, we regulate that. They ask foreigners to bet. We tax them. So if these POGOs in hot seat are properly licensed in accordance with law, would you be able to give support to that? Or because of what you mentioned a while ago, that progressives are against betting, you still wouldn't? Yeah, we're generally against gambling. So I think that we will still be against that. Kasi yun nga, as I mentioned, bakit naman sa dinami-dami ng investment? they might as well invest on our productive industries, di ba? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Car-making facilities, train-making facilities, food production facilities. So, ang dami-daming potentials ng Pilipinas. So, we, we would like to be a more productive uh, member of the community of nations. Ang pangit ng reputation natin kapag ka naging gambling center lang tayo, no? So, gusto natin ng revenues, of course, and investments, no? Pero yun nga, mas maganda yung ano, productive sectors no? rather than gambling. Okay, fair enough. So the next one is, currently the Philippines is under alert level 1, which is one of the lowest levels. And the cases of COVID are still there, but they're way less than what they were last year, right? When it was like 10,000, 6,000, etc. Yeah. So there are people that would say that the government resto- response to the COVID pandemic was a success because, you know, we're in alert level 1 right now. But would you agree with that statement? We are now somehow freed from the pandemic, not because of the government's response, but in spite of their response. Or simply put, their response was not good enough. No? So, maraming namatay, maraming nagkasakit. Uh, so, kaya hindi nila pwede ipagyabang na they did a good job. Kung good job yan, dapat walang namatay. Okay, nasa hundreds lang. Diba? Maraming namatay, maraming nagkasakit, maraming nawala ng trabaho. No? So, kaya I think that we should credit the Filipino people for the current situation. Kasi nagpabakuna ang mga Pilipino. No? Kaya narating natin gantong sitwasyon. Pero I think that if only the government acted swifter, mas konti sanang namatay. Mas marami sanang nabakunahan on time. And mga public 
ng private hospitals natin hindi sana na overburden ng cases no ng may sakit so may problem rin yung response ng government nagkataon lang na sa pagbabakuna sinuwerte na tayo ngayon na mabilis na naparami yung nabakunahan and walang bagong variant na yeah actually so far so far yeah yes yeah, so far yeah kaya nga yun nga we should not rejoice yet no yun ingat pa rin okay so before i get to my last um question for health uh sorry mr sanway we still have one more category after that but don't worry it won't be too long so we have one more question from romeo lanzarote so it is regarding your about the question earlier so what is your stance when it comes to foreign investments acts because i think the duterte administration recently signed the law saying that there could be full full ownership uh with certain industries right so let's let's not let's ignore the whole pogo thing what's your stance on that well as much as possible we would like less industries open to foreign investments kasi in general or foreign ownership yeah, yeah less foreign investment dapat foreign ownership no i mean kasi if we will give them full ownership in many of our industries they will gain economic control even before all these uh full ownership provisions even before the reversal of the constitutional provision banning foreign ownership in many instances no foreign corporations are finding creative ways to circumvent the law no? marami silang ginagawang tricks and they are able to dominate our economic system well and good if they serve our interests but we all know Ano ang pinaglilingkuran ng foreign investors, ng mga foreign owners na yan? Of course, their own pockets. Yung headquarters sa kanilang mother corporations. So, I would be very wary of expanding foreign ownership of not only businesses but also land. You know, As much as possible, I would like us to stick with the restrictions provided by the 1987 constitution it's a wise decision by our constitutional framers because the idea is that we should preserve most of our economic activities to filipinos so that filipinos would take charge of our economic growth so that more filipinos would benefit from our economic growth kasi kapag ka foreigners ang may-ari ng big businesses sa pilipinas Kawawa ang mga Filipinos. We will be beggars, mere servants in our own country. No? Although, of course, uh, another thing that we can uh, probably consider as a compromise is that given that all these laws are now in place, no? they have opened up the economy. So what we can do is to ensure no, that the investments... No, of these foreign owners of businesses would be beneficial for our people. So siguro, pwede namang i-allow yung certain forms of ownership, pero lagyan ng provision na dapat ano, may limit. No? Halimbawa, ano lang, 
para mga long long term lease lang. So after 50 years, uh, they are required to revert it back to Filipino hands. So kaya naman, uh, within the period of foreign ownership, no, they are restricted from repatriating all profits. No? May certain segment that is required to be reinvested in the Philippines. Kasi ibang bansa ganun ginagawa. Eh, to be on the safe side, di ba? Sige, pwede yung foreign ownership. Pero you cannot uh, take everything away. No? Yung kinita yung dito, yung profits yung dito, you will have to reinvest it to your expansion in the Philippines para ang makikinabang mga Filipinos in the form of jobs. Good jobs. Oo, yun ang, yun ang take natin. But as much as possible, considering the mess that we are now in, nakita naman natin, di ba? The extent of foreign control in our economy is really big, no? especially in mining. It's a very productive sector, pero ang mining firms dito sa Pilipinas, ang tindi ng foreign ownership. Kasi nga, under the Mining Act of 1995, mining has been opened up to foreigners. So anong nangyari sa ating mining industry? So the government is just earning a portion of the revenues the big corporations are enjoying huge profits. No? And, anong maiiwan sa atin? The bill of environmental catastrophe. Iiwan nila open pit mining, wasak-wasak yung bundok, wasak-wasak yung gubat, polluted yung river system. Countless na yan, countless instances. Mark Rapper sa Marinduque and so on. Ang daming, ang daming abuses ng big foreign corporations. So, because of their record, I will be very wary of giving them more control over our economy. Kaya, our party list, our, all progressives are actually against no? President Duterte's decision to open up more sectors of our economy to foreign ownership. At yun nga, yung irony nga, di ba? Nagagalit sila sa Rappler noon, di ba? Na, oh, Rappler yeah. is uh, foreign funded, etc. Partly correct. Talagang Tumanggap naman ng... Only one person. Oo, oh, oh, right? yes. Oo. Oh, oh. At saka ano, to be fair to Rappler, that person, that that foreigner was unable to dictate upon their their uh, editorial content. No? Yeah. Balanseng-balanseng mag-report ng Rappler. So, yun ang irony. Galit sila doon sa media firm na tumanggap ng konting foreign investments. Pero... Yeah, I think it was a really small amount. Yeah. He opened up the economy, our economy, our sectors of our economy too foreign ownership all right so the next question is uh and the last one for health before we go you know to the category about you so do you support the mandate of mandatory vaccination so before i before you answer that let's give some clarifications because right now it's very controversial because there's some lgus that didn't do it as well as other lgus but again let's assume we live in a perfect society a perfect world we're in mm-hmm that all local LGUs have done everything to make life easier to the point that yeah. for the constituent, all you need to do is just show up, get vaccinated, yeah. and that's yeah. it. So the question is, do you support mandatory vaccination? We are against mandatory vaccination. Because no? uh, it's always better to encourage people rather than to require them. No? So we support uh, giving full information to our citizens and really encouraging them 
to get vaccinated. Pero we should respect people who would not allow themselves to be vaccinated. Karapatan nila yun. No? We cannot require them. Pero yun nga, for everyone's protection, siguro, uh, there there can be some restrictions no? in the workplace for those who are not vaccinated. No? So, kasi yun nga, to be fair, syempre yung fully vaccinated, sila yung ano, walang masyadong restrictions. No? So yung mga not vac- unvaccinated, syempre ano, may mga possible restrictions no? na pwedeng pag-usapan. No? Yun. But can I ask you though, Mr. Sun Juan, uh, because funny thing, I asked this question to Elmer Labog, who yes. I think in your party is yeah. support of the senator. And I asked this question to Vice Presidential Candidate Rizalito David, and they both actually said they're both anti-mandatory uh, vaccine, but two have two, but both of them have different reasons why. Um, Elmer Labog has a very similar stance as you, but he himself said that he's fully vaccinated and that he believes yes. that people should, but he doesn't want to support that. I assume you're the same. You, yes, you're yes, fully vaccinated. Well, Rizalito David said that he would not. Uh, support mandatory just because the science is not yet complete and all of these things. But here's my question to you. Uh, when it comes to that, no, because you, it is a good idea in theory, right? Let's say, for example, we're, we're workers. I'm yeah. not vaccinated. Yeah. You are. So I should have more restrictions because the reason why we have all these different variants is because of people who aren't vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Right? So here's the thing, though. Uh, when it comes to that, even if we put all the restrictions in the world, right, except for locking them in their house for the rest yeah. of their life, but even then, it's still possible for variants to come out. So basically, what the science is saying is, if everyone is vaccinated or a certain percentage, the point that there's herd immunity already, that's the only time variants will stop. But yeah. here's the thing. Because of the amount of disinformation that's coming out about the vaccine, and people believing like word of mouth instead of just looking at the cold hard facts. Yes. A lot of people are choosing not to get vaccinated. Now we could it's true that we should support people's choices. But the question is more about do we support do we choose to still support their feelings or do we choose to think of the greater good, the economy, the health of people, etc. and make and just make life easier for them to get vaccinated. I think that the best way forward is still to encourage people to get vaccinated because we were able to do it for the first two doses. Actually, ang data natin maganda, no? Ang nagiging problem ngayon, sabi ng gobyerno, sa booster shots. So I think that if we did it in the first and second dose, we can still achieve high levels of vaccination for the booster shot. If we will again no, encourage the doctors, the medical practitioners, the experts to talk about these, no? to encourage people to get vaccinated. Kasi yun din ang nakatulong nung first waves ng vaccinations. Iba may hesitation din yung marami. Pero nung maririnig na natin mga doktor, they speak about all these issues in Filipino and other Philippine languages. So marami na encourage. Okay, magpabakuna na tayo. So tingin ko, yun lang yung kailangan gawin ng gobyerno ngayon. Uh, seek the help of the medical professionals no? and popularizing the idea of mass vaccination again. Pwede mo rin tawagin yung mga artista, di ba? Dali lang yan. No? Uh, o oh, si ganito o oh, si ganyan, nagpabakuna. Oh. 
Puni mo si Chris Aquino, si Angel Luxine, etc. Yung mga sikat na artista ngayon, edi maobliga iba na. Oo nga, magpabakuna lang tayo kasi cool magpabakuna eh. Oh, for the workers naman, you can seek the help of the union leaders like Ka Elmer Labog, di ba? No? Calyode de Guzman. No? Incidentally, both of them are labor leaders and they are well respected among the working class. No? So, kung maraming workers ang hindi pa bakunado, they can certainly sway or encourage the workers to uh, get vaccinated. So, ay, ayun ang ano, better way of doing it. Kasi nga, in compelling everyone to get vaccinated, I think uh, there could be problems. Kahit dun sa, kung ano ba, makapag-file ng batas, bawalan na may makalusot na batas, sigurado yan, kakwestiyon yun yan before the Supreme Court. And I think that the Supreme Court may also step in. No? So, kasi ka, ano yun, violation din ng freedom yun ng tao. Eh, no? Unless na yun nga, magdeklara na talagang World Health Organization na vaccination must be a must. Uh, must be uh, required kasi uh, there's now science that humanity will be in danger. We will be extinct in one year's time if some people will not get vaccinated. So, unless if it's that kind of um, like uh, chaotic and end-of-the-world type of situation, let's just leave yes, it to yes. more influencing and hoping that people... Yeah, are. at this point. Oh. All right. That's fair enough. So, we're in the last category. So, thank you for staying, Mr. San Juan. So, here's the first question. Why did you decide to accept the call from ACT Teachers Party List to be their third nominee? I think that it's because uh, this is also an honor for the organizations that I represent, Tangolwika, Act Private Schools. So I feel duty-bound to accept the nomination because it's also a sign that Act Philippines, Act Teachers, Partilists is giving priority to, 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 to our advocacy, like fighting for the return of Filipino and Panitikan as mandatory subjects in college. These are essential subjects. And also our advocacy for free health care, for lower tax rates, no? our advocacy for having a Magna Carta for private school teachers. So it's also a vote of confidence for our advocacy. So that is why I accepted the nomination because I know that if you're a nominee, at least during the election cycle, uh, you will have the opportunity to speak about issues, to speak about your would-be legislative priorities. No? So it's an avenue for pushing for our advocacies. No? So yun ang first and foremost reason. And of course, I would admit that uh, I also would like to have the chance to really be a legislator because I know that in our country, being a legislator will make a big difference. No? Kasi Ako ay teacher ngayon, researcher, academic. May frustration is that as teachers, as researchers, alam namin anong dapat gawin. We are always used by government agencies as resource persons, pero hindi naman kami pinapakinggan. No? So, kung magiging legislator tayo, alam na natin yung solutions sa mga problema. And 
maganda yun dahil you can directly push for reforms that you have been advocating as a researcher. No? Yun yung dahilan kaya tinanggap ko yung nomination. Because I think that I can help no? in pushing for more more progressive advocacies with or without the Senate seat. I, the the congressional seat. Oh, I think I we got your plans for 2025. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And aside from that, you'd also be invited here. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next question is, so why did your party list choose to, because currently your party list is supporting both Lenny and Kiko, right? Yes. I mean, Lenny yes. president and Kiko for VP. But in terms of when you look at the political compass, uh, why did your party, and I assume you as well, choose to support Lenny and Kiko instead of supporting Caliodi and Alden Bellio? Yeah, it's true that uh, Caliodi and Professor Walden Bellio are closer to our uh, political stances. But the problem is we have a bigger enemy to fight this election cycle. No, We're in the situation in which the worst political dynasties are running as frontliners in the surveys no? so presidential and vice presidential race so to defeat to effectively defeat these worst political dynasties we need to ensure that the one who has the best chances of winning will win against them no and to be fair to uh vice president lenny robredo and the candidate and, and the senator kiko pangilinan now their advocacies are also somehow progressive of course we would like for them to become more like Caliodi and uh professor walden move closer to our side of the political spectrum but we also acknowledge that there are limits to what they can do at this point. Ba? But suffice it to say that we have many points of agreement no? with them, like with regard to the 6% of the GDPS budget for public education, no? their commitment to increasing the salaries of public school teachers, no? ensuring a more effective pandemic response so that eventually we will have uh, the safe reopening of classes. No? A sound plan to restart the Philippine economy after the pandemic brought it to a standstill. No? So there's enough good policies in the list of Lenny and Kiko. And that is why we are confident that we can win this fight. No, they are winnable against the worst political dynasties that are still leading in the surveys. No, and that played a role in Makabayan Black's support for VP Lenny and Senator Kiko Pangilinan's candidacies. No, but at the same time, we emphasize that of course there are still disagreements in some issues, and they also acknowledge it. It's good no, that we are focusing on what unites us. No? 
Kasi doon naman talaga ang pagkapanalo sa election. Politics is addition. Lalo na nga against the worst political dynasties. No? Yun. Kaya yun ang dahilan. No? So it's just more than what, it's just more than just simply making sure that the front runners don't win. That's what yes, you're saying. Yes. More about, of course, there are disagreements, but yeah. there are a lot of agreements as well that your party and you feel that, you know yes. what, um, you guys have good, you know, we, we stand on certain issues and we want to support you and hopefully you support us as well. So it's deeper than just simply saying, you know what, we just don't want these two other people to win. Yes. And to be fair with Senator Kiko and Vice President Lenny Robredo, their track records are also good, no? With regard to engaging with social movements, no? With non-government organizations, with progressives from from other groups as well, no? Hindi lang naman sa amin, no? Uh, si VP Lenny, tumulong na yun sa mga magsasaka dati. She was for a time a labor lawyer and so on. So, I think that we're also putting some faith on their track records, no? So, kaya sinusuportahan namin sila. And we believe that we can do more good together. Ganun naman ng, ganun naman ng gusto natin eh, na at least may napagkakasunduan. Kasi kung wala napagkasunduan kahit isang issue, most probably wala nangyaring endorsement, di ba? Pero dahil may mga agreement sa issues, nagkaroon na talaga ng proseso rin ng discussions. So dumaan rin naman sa proseso ng discussions. That's why it, it somehow took time, no? Pero yun nga, it really should took time because we need to discuss platforms, di ba? And it's better that way para malinaw yung basis of support. No? Alright. Uh, the next one I want to ask you is, why should people vote for Act Teachers Party? Well, our track record speaks for itself. No? Uh, we, have, we have achieved much for the Filipino people, for the public and private school teachers no, among our legislative achievements is the uh, law that exempts our bonuses, no, employees' bonuses from taxes. No? Sama kami sa primary authors niyan, no, And we also fought for lower income tax rates no? during the deliberations on train. Kung kung mga progressives nga ang nanaig doon, mas mababa pa dapat yung income tax rates natin. Pero yun nga, we're instrumental in ensuring that the income tax rates have been lower under the train law. Pero yun nga, it's not enough. No? Gusto natin mas mababa pa and sana maibalik yung mga uh, exemptions, no? tax exemptions for couples no? and for solo parents. No? And other than that, other than our track record, no, you can check it online. We're also fighting for other more fundamental socioeconomic reforms that we really need today. No, yung free healthcare for everyone. It's a priority since we're still in a pandemic. No, tagal nang sinusulong ng makabayan block and na act teachers yan yung free healthcare for everyone, free comprehensive healthcare, parang national health services sa United Kingdom, no. Ganun ang ini-envision natin para sa Pilipinas. So, uh, and of course, yung gusto natin to raise the quality of 
education in the Philippines by ensuring that there's enough funding for the education system. Yun yung isa sa matagal ng problema ng bansa natin na nakukulela tayo kasi kulela tayo sa education. So, act teachers, party list will be a very loud voice in ensuring that the budget for public education will be big enough to resolve or backlogs or insufficiencies in materials in, in the salaries of teachers. And of course, makakaasa kayo na walang corruption. Kasi dati pa ang policy natin, no? dun sa pork barrel, we are against the pork barrel system. Ayaw natin ng political patronage. No? We are legislating not disbursing political patronage. So we will be the Filipino people's voice for change in Congress along with the other progressives. Yon. All right. Uh, one last question, uh, Mr. Sanwan, before I let you go. Uh, so the last question is, if you do not win a seat in Congress, what are your next plans? Of course, I'll carry on with my teaching job, no? I've been a teacher since uh, 2006, no? so I would still be a teacher and I will carry on with our advocacy in the best way possible. I will still conduct researches on many social issues. Tuloy lang yung ating ginagawa. Tuloy lang rin yung pag-push natin for legislation kasi even without a seat in Congress, no, we will still have allies in Congress. No, and we're expecting that at least act teachers will have a seat in Congress. So, kung magkaroon ng isang seat man lang, di ba? So, ipupush pa rin yung ating legislation. So, tuloy-tuloy lang. All right. Well, Mr. San Juan, thank you again so much for being here. And for, actually, this is one of the, this is the only episode, actually, where I invited a candidate for any position where I was able to ask every single question I wanted to ask. So thank you so much, Sir Sun Wan, uh, for, you know, trooping it out. I know some questions are a bit tough. But yeah, so before we let you go, uh, Mr. Sun Wan, you should ask our guests to do any plugins. So for you, where could they reach you? Where can they get more information about ACT teachers? Uh, things like that. So please go ahead. Okay, so my personal webpage is dmmsanjuan.com. So some of my researches are also posted there. So yung Act Teachers Party List naman, merong Facebook page, meron na sa Twitter. May TikTok rin, pero hindi pa kami masyado active sa TikTok. May YouTube rin, hindi pa masyado active sa YouTube. So mostly sa Facebook nyo kami makikita. No? So yun lang, uh, sana ay supportahan nyo kami at iba pa mga progressive party list. Maraming salamat sa inyong lahat. All right. Well, to our viewers, uh, thank you. And if you do decide who to vote for and you do decide want to vote for Act Teachers, they are number 81 in the ballot. I double-checked to make sure that it was not 18, but 81. Uh, Mr. San Juan is the third nominee. So thank you again, guys, for watching. If you want to support them, please vote for them. And Iglap will be back next week on Thursday. We will not uh, discuss who the guest is because we are still negotiating with them. But yeah, we'll be back next week, Thursday. Thank you again, everyone. Mr. San Juan, thank you again for your time. Uh, stay safe, everyone. Good night. Goodbye, everyone.